Hey guys, before we get started, uh, we felt as the Whiskey Reel, it was important to reach out to the people of Buffalo, everyone, every single human across this country that has been affected by the trauma and the tragedy that happened last week. We obviously recorded different times and we weren't allowed to acknowledge that in last week's episode, but we felt like it was necessary to reach out and just say that we are right there with you. We see you guys and we are, our hearts are with, a, with everyone involved in this tragedy. Agreed. Do you guys have anything you want to say? Uh, yeah, this is being called the biggest racially motivated mass shooting. And I understand because the there's that guy in New Zealand who killed like 50 people, right? Yeah. Right. But that was more political, too. It wasn't specifically racially motivated. Yeah. This guy drove four hours to a part of town that, w- that was predominantly black. It was part of his 160-page uh, meandering, psychotic manifesto. Um, there are no thoughts and prayers per se. There's nothing we could say or do to ever make those families feel any different than they do right now. But just know we acknowledge you. We acknowledge the struggle and we will be here to get your back. Uh, even though we're a tiny little bunch of people, it's important that anybody within earshot know, uh, this cannot go unnoted. And anybody out there who is saying that this is not politically motivated and this has nothing to do with the rhetoric that people in certain parts of this country and pundits and politicians haven't been spouting the shit that he put in his manifesto along with a bunch of memes. By the way, uh, apparently a bunch of his manifesto was memes. Way to go, Gen Z, you fucking losers with your fucking memes. Jesus Christ, write a good manifesto like Ted Kaczynski. It was that was like one point font for like a hundred pages, wasn't it? Yeah, there was a hundred and sixty pages of propaganda. This is an eighteen year old kid, and I'll call him a kid. Um, that was unfortunately, instead of being told what good he can do in his life, was uh, given a tremendous amount of propaganda at a young age. Um, uh, there's a lot of people to blame uh, by virtue of this. Regardless, the victims, the people of Buffalo, yep. uh, I'm sorry that you're going through this. Absolutely. This is shitty. Um, again, we here at the Whiskey Real Podcast, today it is myself, Bobeth, Aaron Brandis, and Mr. Sean Moriarty. We all want to put out our uh, heartfelt condolences. Again, we're not a thoughts and prayers kind of podcast. We're going to talk about this a little bit more later in the show. We probably have a little bit different take than what you're hearing on cable news. We're also going to tell some fart and dick jokes. And we're going to be the whiskey reel, as we always are. But we felt like it was important to take a moment to, like Aaron said, acknowledge you guys and hope that you understand that we're right there with you. And we're hoping for a better future. Now... Let's get to work, motherfuckers. The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil 
If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props? Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Can I uh, open with an apology? I ha- when shit gets really emotional and there's something so tragic, I have trouble not like trying to find a little bit of humor. And so I apologize if my slightly humorous take about no. Gen Z in the beginning, like it's a problem I have. Like if I'm at somebody's funeral, I'm trying to make everybody laugh, and like half the people are laughing, the other half did are you, like, I can't believe this motherfucker. Did you find yourself being like inappropriate in any way? Because I <laughs> slightly, I, I looked at Aaron, and Aaron was giving me the fucking dad look. Like, dude, this is serious. Stop fucking I, trying to. No, 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 no. <laughs> You are Irish and Catholic. Yes. You, it's a lethal combination. Both of those things don't apply to uh, being morose. Uh, no. We, we are used to wakes, not funerals here in the Irish, Irishman land. We're going to jump into introductions and get the fucking ball rolling with this whiskey, with <laughs> what we're about to talk oh my. about. We have, whiskey? We have so, things to say. Welcome back <laughs> to the whiskiest of reels and... The riskiest of wheels. This is the whiskey reel. We are many miles above the earth's crust, looking down on you, judging all of you, flicking lit cigarettes onto your car. That is literally what we're doing. Unintentionally, of course. Um, we're at Cloud City. We're at Mount Side Studios, living that beautiful life. It is gorgeous outside, albeit windy. And if you have allergies, you probably uh, want to Roblox yourself. Sitting across from me is um, the the once wild Bobbeth Van Noyce has now turned into a kind of kinder and gentler human being. It's freaking me out, but I love to see it. It makes him even more lovable than he was before, if that's possible. Sitting across from me. To the Van Noyce family bitchwater fortune. That too. Which, well, it's it's up for debate. They're trying to write him out of the will right now. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> I have a fleet of attorneys <laughs> that are. <laughs> I've got Sydney Powell. Yeah, I've got got some hitters. Um, I watched last night uh, Reversal of Fortune, mm. and it inspired me to call up Alan Dershowitz. Oh, apparently he's taken my calls. Things might not be going great for Sir Dershowitz. Not Sir Old oh, right. Dersh. Apparently, he's not as cool as Ron Silver was in that movie. But nope. No, nope. Kind nope. of a douche. Are you talking about the questionable pedophile that rode on Epstein's plane? Mm-hmm. Uh, that might... Okay. Yeah. I didn't know which Alan Dershowitz you were talking about. By the way, about. good attorney. Yeah. Good. Yes. Good at his job. So, um, he so the represents intros, though, the devil. Right? Like, yeah, he represents yeah. the devil. <laughs> no, I know. I was trying not to... No, the thing to... is, is you do what Aaron usually does. I know. <laughs> which is um, go I'm so sorry, guys. Thank you for the introduction. <laughs> All of your kind words. I am a kinder, gentler version of myself. Yes. Speaking of which, mm. to my left. <laughs> see what I did there? No. <laughs> this big, beautiful, kind gentleman doesn't join us all the time. Um, we miss him dearly. We love him dearly. We know you guys do as well. He kind of is weirdly the voice of the Whiskey Reel in some ways. Not always the good voice. Oh, because I did the but intro the music, like voiceover. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you do a lot of. You're still very present. I like to refer to him as Lord Loquacious, mm-hmm. but more importantly, 
He is my sweet Jesus Chuddlesworth <laughs> yes. the third uh, junior <laughs> Esquire. Esquire. Uh, I can help you. Mr. My, my lawyerings. Mr. Sean Moriarty. I, I got Welcome back, one. sir. I got a new one I want to share with everybody uh, because it also has to do with like the kind of person I am and the effect I have on people. Mm. Um, now, not in 20 years ago. Chud Kroger. <laughs> And they say that a hero could save us. He picks all the worst whiskeys on earth. Yeah, we'll get to that later. First of all, no one gets to pick their own fucking nickname. (laughs) No, I'm just saying. That's a executive decision. Yeah, oh, I'm just throwing it in. They call me Ace. Jesus. Yeah, when someone says that, you're like, I'm calling you dipshit. Yep. (laughs) And to my left is Wolfgang Fuck. The general manager of the multiverse. I'm pretty sure Michelle Yao takes orders from him. He's from Hot Dog Finger Land. He's from Hot Dog Finger Land. (laughs) For sure. You get that if you saw the movie. Antonio Ebrenderes. Yes, sir. We are all back. We are all fucking back. OGs. Dude, this OG time. Um... Uh, I mean, fortunately or unfortunately, Sean is back joining us amidst the world exploding into fragments. Um, the, regardless of I, you all live your own lives, you go to work, you got families, you got work, you're doing this, you're doing that. Not all of us can keep our ear to the ground by virtue of uh, world events. And I, I'm not hating you for it, but maybe you can take an hour, hour and a half out to listen to what we have to say. It's not going to be all world events. So fucking get your dick out of your butt which is what my dad used to tell me. I don't know what that means. I still don't know what that means. Your dick is long um, enough to get it into your butt in the first place? God, that's well, awesome. You got a fucking... Your dad also used to dress up like a clown and chase you down the street with a knife. He <laughs> yeah. was a, but it was because it was hilarious. A Stop beautiful, that was a beautiful lunatic. Moment. My dad used to wear a cutoff jorts to PTA meetings. And that was back when it was hardcore. You saw someone in jorts and you're like, that guy will fucking kill you. Nowadays, you see someone in the cutoff jorts and you're like, that guy will fucking macrame you something gorgeous. Just sucking down a fucking, <laughs> just sucking down a Jim Beam and Diet Cherry Coke. Yeah, we love your dad. Uh, in a pal mail. In a pal <laughs> Hell no. Um, that being said, uh, it's a weird time. We're going to jump back in it. We alluded to Buffalo. We want to make sure before we're morons, we gave enough respect due understanding the incredible pain and anguish that that community and those families of those poor people that were either murdered or hurt during that time. Uh This brings up what we want to start out with. We're going to try to make it light, but it needs to be said. You guys, if you don't know already, have been hearing this phrase, great replacement theory. Um, This is a thing. Uh, This started, I want to say, 10, 12 years ago. There was a a woman named Lauren Southern who um, was an alt writer, like full alt writer. And I remember this coming to prominence during that time it is um then get picked up by the biggest news personality on any platform single news personality sean was like well if you add up all the other people i was like oh no absolutely there's a lot of views going everywhere but uh, as a singular news view guy it's uh fucker tarlson and Tucker Carlson, it's he's the inheritor of the 
frozen Swanson food fortune. Yes. This man's never worked a day in his life. I'm not saying that he hasn't struggled to kiss as many asses and suck dicks to get where he is, because he has. That's his job. He's an ingrown taint hair personified. Yeah. Um, this is a guy that used to wear bow ties, but tried to clean up his act and wear normal ties at one point. <laughs> he has been doing this for a long time. He is a grifting piece of shit that does not care about you, me, or anybody that he talks about. He has then brought back up this great replacement theory. So what is it? What is a great replacement theory? It's important that you understand what this is while we move forward, try to understand how to remedy What's happening? Well, can I open it up with, so I, you have, you've really read up on this. And so let me say from like the point of view of somebody listening to this who hasn't heard a lot about it. From what I understand, great replacement theory is, is that uh, for first it was specifically the black community, specifically blacks. But now it's moved on to blacks, Jews, and anybody that's of Latin descent and everything are tr- that there is a cabal of people trying to replace or erase whiteness and white people through interracial marriage. Uh, and letting immigration and open borders happen, and then eventually a violent war against the remaining few white people who haven't been tainted with the blood of immigrants. And wow, shit man, like I've been hearing about race war for twenty five years. Yeah. It hasn't happened. Um, but the, that's from what that's that's my tacit understanding. That's a, that's it a, is that, yeah. which is the baseline of what's happening. Okay. The, the, this was a piece of propaganda created to make white people scared of the other. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only reason this is a thing. Turning it off. Go back, Aaron. Replacement (laughs) means. I'm sorry, guys. Replacement means one per. When you replace something, you take the space of it. People coming into this country to work and to live and to be happy are not replacing anybody. They're in addition to, not in lieu of. That's number one. So even the even the, the the sentiment of great replacement theory is already propagandist. They're using this kind of tag word. And by the way, old Tucky, Tucky Carl's dick said this over 400 times on his show and is subsequently trying to say is trying to spin it like it had nothing to do with him. Yeah. Because why would you take response? Look at his, look at his overlord. Donald Trump's has never taken responsibility for his, not a single thing in his life. No, because he's been taught from a young age that never, never zero accountability. No. If the second that you show weakness and that you actually say sorry about anything that right. you've, everything falls apart. Yeah. 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 He's, he's a, he's a grand piece of shit. Uh, I mean, on the Mount Rushmore of pieces of shit, Next to Dick Cheney, next to fucking Rumsfeld, um, he's right up there, man. Whoever um, made this whiskey, should be yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> but we keep want, going. <laughs> we to get. The, we're gonna talk this. We're gonna get whiskey and then talk about some lighter stuff. I hope you guys understand that this eighteen-year-old guy who isn't even fully developed. From a brain standpoint, nope. you don't get developed. Your frontal cortex doesn't get developed. Twenty five. Yeah. You nailed it. Yep. Um, this is basically a post child. This isn't even an adult. Had so much rhetoric and bullshit and propaganda thrown at him that he honestly thought he was helping his race by doing this. This wasn't. He is less a uh, racist than he is somebody who's scared. He's just scared, and he's lashing out at everybody he can, which obviously um, was the progenitor of him driving four 
fucking hours to go to a black neighborhood to go shoot as many people as he can. Well, um, I think it speaks volumes that when you and I definitely, Sean's younger, but I, I have a feeling the sentiments were kind of similar. Um, when I was a kid growing up, the things that I would latch on to were really ridiculous shit like, oh, I really got into pro wrestling and the Utah Jazz. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I was, like, well, when Aaron was saying that, I was thinking the same thing. Like, I was all worked up that they were going to, I was part of the noorganicwebshooters.com community who right? was mad that Spider-Man was going to have organic shooters instead of <laughs> being the genius he's supposed to be. And I'm like, Furious. I would have been picketing. Oh, I wouldn't God. have gone and shot people over, but, but that was what I was all worked up for. What the fuck happened to this kid? What well, environment? We are, that's exactly the word. The environment that we're living in right now is very, very different and we don't have to blame it on any one particular orange-haired piece of shit fascist that may have may or not been president of this country but there was something happened in our society that opened the door for hatred and um absolute disrespect ultimately to foment in our society and then turn into something more tangible. And we're, we're seeing the end result of that fomentation. We're seeing people go out now and take action because they feel like it's necessary because that's what they've been taught. They've been taught that the world is coming after them and that they're being marginalized and that they're being turned into less. And let's be honest. This is all. This propaganda was created to make money for the people that are spouting it. Mm-hmm. It's not real. The only reason they're saying this because they know it'll rile up their base. It's culture war shit that unfortunately led to people dying. It happened in Chrysler Church in 2019. It happened in Boulder in 2019. It's happening now, and it will continue to happen. Yep. Mark my words. Unfortunately. But we have fucking the lunatics running the asylum. There is a new phrase that have been bantied about over the last couple of years called stochastic terrorism. Yes. Okay. So we all know terrorism or we think we know terrorism. Um, you commit terrorist acts, right? That could be intentionally harming people, harassing people. Pipe bombs at the Olympics. Um, it could be all of that. All those things. What makes stochastic terrorism different is instead of being the one actually perpetrating the terrorism per se boots on the ground you are somebody that is able to inflame other people with rhetoric and lies and propaganda to the point where they commit terrorism this is sort of a a philosophical terrorism and i don't know if we'll ever be able to get to a point where that's prosecutable We, we will never get to that point But it's something to keep in mind when you hear all of these people riling up crowds like on January 6th. Mm -hmm. Is this stochastic terrorism? There's an argument to be made for it. Um, I'm not jumping the gun and fucking, oh, they're all fucking brr, 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 brr. That's not what I'm saying. But we got to look at what we're dealing with. Um, This is terrorism. Whether or not you get paid for it doesn't matter. Whether or not you're on a news channel doesn't matter matter it should matter more if you're on a news channel if you have a fucking if you have an audience that size and you decide to be that irresponsible i feel like it should be a whole nother fucking level of stochastic yeah that's well and it should be but unfortunately we're not at a place where it it would be like a, a comedian saying a joke where you say something and somebody comes up on stage and slaps you 
That is not, you're not eliciting a response per se. And that's going to be their go-to. Tucker Carlson's been not indicted by the feds, but he's been spoken to by the feds. And he, in a heartbeat, will say, I'm just an entertainer. But while he's talking to his constituents, and I say that with my full chest, because he is, he's a cult leader. When he's talking to them, he puts it across as journalism. But as soon as he gets heat and a foot on his neck, he calls it entertainment. So why, do they, why are they allowed to say, why are they allowed to have news as the part of their name whatsoever? Because they if they're entertainment. edutainment. Fucking, I hate fucker Snarlson so bad. I and I, I was in New York recently and walked by the fucking compound, the Fox News, and I was like, oh... I wonder if I grabbed a handful He's of my so own shit close. and threw it against the window, whether you could see it in the background. I was, I so was, oh. Sean went fucking zoo ape. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> fucking now, lose it on that. In the fuck. spirit of this conversation, yeah. I want to make it clear. I don't want anyone to harm Tucker Carlson. But if no. it happened, we'd all be really happy. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I did, however, last night make a post on Facebook where I made it very clear that that man is on my punch on site list. Oh yeah. Um I would love That's to fair. dismiss him from that dude consciousness. Never, that dude goes for at to least private like four minutes. islands and shit. That guy never sees what I was going to say like he's that. not going to be at the tav anytime soon. Uh probably not. <laughs> Although nor am I. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you hang up the old did, did they retire your jersey in the uh, rafters, dude? Yeah, well, since I uh before we get into whiskey, I'll Offer this aside. Um, <laughs> this is what we do, Doc. Since I quit smoking, sort of. I mean, I smoke with one person and one person only, and he sits across from me on, during Fucking this podcast. Fucking right. You're a bad influence, Aaron, on everyone. Um, not at all. It's a, it's a liberating moment to have a really, really shitty experience, which is a cigarette. When you're not a smoker, a cigarette's the worst thing I heard you guys talking about last episode where you were like, "I these I these are starting to taste bad." I'm like, "Nah, bro, they've always tasted. They bad. always taste. It's bad. the addiction that it's takes hold." Yeah, dude. Yeah. There's not a smoker in the world that sits back and goes, "God, this is delicious." Yeah. And no, and, you have no problems with addiction, even though we have one of the worst whiskeys here that we've ever had. Yet you keep taking sips of it, and I'm like, "What are you?" I'm doing trying to, to make yourself? it better. I, I want it to turn the corner. It's not going. <laughs> so happen. let's go ahead and turn the corner. Okay. Let's round the bend. And enter the Sean? fucking cul-de-sac that it is this whiskey. <laughs> so, Sean, I have a ma- apparently I have a fucking magic power, and it is whenever I go to a store and I'm like I'm looking for something specifically that we've never I've never seen before we've never heard of to try to get some, and almost every time I do that, there's been two or three times maybe that it wasn't absolute dog shit. You've chosen some good. I've whiskeys. chosen some good whiskeys, yeah, but yeah, I sure. am exclusively the one. I was who mostly brought with you. The, bo- the bottom five whiskeys ever on the podcast were all me. Yes, every single one. Hundred percent. Uh, should we recount um, some of the notable? Uh, God damn it! <laughs> there's, you there's did bring a, you too. did bring us a bottle of Rock and Rye, which I didn't know what the fuck. Which that is was. a cocktail and not a whiskey. Cocktail, not a whiskey, and it's that dog was shit. sweet uh, dog shit. The not yeah. Irish whiskey, which um, we got at Wagon Wheel. The most notorious of your offenses was the not butterscotch flavored water. Um, yeah, we went on and on about that. Also, you can't hear that episode. Maybe we should do it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's we, revisit the. Not. He also brought a tequila. Yes, that was made out oh. of purple corn. No, no, the no, pur- that was purple corn whiskey. 
Oh, it's whiskey. Whiskey. tequila. Corn. Yeah. Whiskey. What the hell was it called again? Wait, no, but it was Mexican whiskey. It was Mexican. It was Oaxacan purple corn whiskey. Yes. Oh. I remember just it very, but what the hell was it called? A dumpster. Oh, I don't know. What is Mexican for varnish? <laughs> <laughs> it was varnish. It was literally. You. Could, I was like, you should be fucking fancying up somebody's coffin with this shit. This shouldn't be being drunk by anybody. <laughs> Anywho, so Sean bought this. We're going to let him tell us a, a little bit about yeah, it. Yeah, regale us okay. with how this came to be. Okay, so I walked into uh, I walked in the liquor store, and I see a company I've never heard of before called Pine Bluffs Distilling, and they are from Wyoming, and I saw two offerings. There was Pine Bluffs Distilling Burley Malt Whiskey, and then they had a Munich-style whiskey, which I was like, oh, do they have whiskey in Munich? Yeah, I don't even know what that means. They did that, yeah. so um, I figured that this one was the one that probably didn't suck out of the two. I bet you the other one's probably worse, but uh, it was only $31, marked down from 38 because you know how I'm thrifty sometimes. Uh, and so I got it, and then we tasted it, and Aaron was like, oh, this is from Wyoming. And I was like, yes, it is from Wyoming, just like the Laramie Project, and it tastes <laughs> the way watching that player movie feels. I feel like Matthew Shepard is dying before my eyes oh, wow. my while God. I drink this because Sean. it tastes... Welcome back, Sean. <laughs> oh, it's so horrible. I would, I would, I what did you say you smell? I said it smelled like stale bitter honeys. And then Aaron goes, like why do I moldy, smell chocolate? It smells like, no, it tastes like chocolate. It really? smells like moldy rye bread. Yeah, or almost like a sourdough starter that oh, someone yeah. left out That's a good night. one, too. That's a good one, You know one what I mean? Like it has it, an off, like I smell it and I immediately went, well... I fucked up again. Well, and let's let's talk about it because this is a 100% malted barley. Malted barley whiskey. Which in most whiskeys, in most, not all, your barley content's going to be somewhere between 3% yeah. and yeah. 7. It's yes. very because it's so strong flavored that it's there to like support and or like be a no, glue to hold two other flavors together. It's there for diversity, but it is the one thing that you don't want to be all your whiskey has malt, in it. If you've ever had a milkshake and you've had and you've had a malt, yeah. you know the difference. Yeah. There's like an umami that happens mm-hmm. with malt. Mm-hmm. That that's why you have it. It you have these high bright citrus notes. You have the fire of the alcohol. You've got the sweetness of the corn. You've got the pepper of the rye, and you put a little malted barley in there to kind of give it some fucking wagon. You give it some ass, okay. dude. Give it, yeah. give you give booty. it a little bit of fucking umami on the bottom end. And that's fucking, that's great. They say on their label, we are going to do something different, guys. Yeah. We're a little bit <laughs> wacky and nuanced. Wait, yeah, what did they say? What's the one I, thing? It's, it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's a Let's read the other part because Aaron already read the whole thing and we couldn't help but chuckle the entire time. If you're curious what a variety of barley malts would taste like as a whiskey... Grab a glass and get ready. You're about to experience malt whiskey in a whole new way. And I'm like, if that's having it shoved sideways up my dick hole, that's kind of how it feels. There's yeah. a reason why the every horrible 40-ounce beer is made out of malt liquor. Yep. There's a reason. It's inexpensive. There's no requirements on it. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you hear us say the word bourbon? No. That's because this was made and shoved into a bottle and shipped across the nation to us. These are bad people who still ride animals. They ride animals. We have cars. They still ride animals that they mistreat. They abuse these <laughs> You know what I'm saying. Okay, uh, are you so saying- from a from a tasting note <laughs> standpoint, we haven't covered that. The first thing 
that I will say that is especially offensive about this product. It smells like absolute garbage. We mentioned the uh, moldy rye, moldy you, rye you kind of thing. This smells more like what? Like a certain aisle of 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 Home Depot. Like I feel like it's a mix of like varnishes, like you said before, and like stain and glues. And when you finally get past that and get it in your fucking mouth, what do you guys? What are you picking <laughs> up? There on? is a chocolate cherry. Yes, as far mm-hmm. as a fruit component, um, for being eighty-eight proof. Everything we talk about usually floats at 80%, unless it's a bottled and bond or a high rye or something like that. It's a little bit higher on the fucking ABV. You get none of that. It doesn't feel hot to its credit. Um, Instead of feeling hot, it feels like you took raw kale and rubbing alcohol Uh and made a drink. God damn, that's Um, so spot on. It's fucking gnarly. You were Jewish for a minute. You remember Seder yeah. when you do the, the bittering herbs to feel the bitterness? That was Passover. Oh, was that just Passover Seder? Yeah. That's just the Passover Seder? Yeah. Okay, so I Regular Seder, you don't have Regular to. Regular Seder, but you do the bitter herbs and it it's almost like it ling- that like really unpleasant tingling feeling lingers in your mouth. That's why that. you got to eat the... Yeah. Her- that's why you got to... Then afterwards you do... Yeah, you yeah, eat yeah. the mud. Yeah, the mud. Which I remember. is honey and yeah. almonds or some yeah. shit. <laughs> Anywho, enough about the Jews. Yeah. Um, um, this is trash. <laughs> it's just trash. Like, I wish this was a video medium for a minute so you could just see Aaron's face. <laughs> I know. Because he said that like he was telling his daughter how proud he was of her. <laughs> but it was so vitriolic at the same time. It was so beautiful. But it was so matter of fact. It was. This is this trash. This is trash. trash. <laughs> now. And we're fucking done talking this about is it. You know feel I mean? like, okay. <laughs> anything aside that's been said by all of us that you want to impart? No, it. <sighs> th- there's a. There's such a weird sourness to this whiskey. Yeah. Um. It's bitter and sour. Um. It doesn't have any of the pleasant notes that most whiskeys have, which are caramels and vanillins. And maybe a touch of nutmeg and spice. And there's none apple of that. There's no spices. None of and it. And the sweetness is there very, is so light in there very briefly. And then just immediately gives way to like the chemical bullshit. Just shoves bitter, Ugh. sour fruit up <laughs> have, your dick. Have you, have you ever been at a house party where you pick up a beer and you thought it was your beer, but it's not? And somebody just snuffed out about six pell-mells uh-huh. into a can of yeah. fucking Natty yeah. Light. And Someone's a, a smoker. Giant it's somewhere, it's somewhere in between that and when, when you grab the wrong Coke can and it turns out it was your dad's Copenhagen Coke can, which I did as a child, I'm having flashbacks. So I guess Ugh. before we wrap up... Oh, and we're drinking it, by the oh, way. Oh, by the way, oh, this, no, is half, drink this, exactly. drink drink this bottle's half gone because we're alcoholics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I'm trying to wrap my head around this flavor profile. I wish I gave this to Woodruff <laughs> as his present. Do you guys remember? <laughs> that instead of the other one. <laughs> Do you remember that scene in the first Jurassic Park where oh, Laura Dern <laughs> has to dig through that pile of, of dinosaur shit? Yeah, shit? So, yeah. That's the next That's hour of this podcast. Yeah, but she looks like she's enjoying it, though, and so shall we. And <laughs> we will look and sound like we're enjoying it. Yes. That's Laura Dern. She does some bad shit. She does. Haven't you ever seen what the fuck's the David uh, Lynch movie? Which one? The Iguana? No, the one with her and fucking Wild Nicolas at Cage. Heart? Wild at Heart. Sailor! Ah! She is 
I, if you think Nicolas Cage is an overactor, she proved him to be low key in that movie. I also love that movie. You yeah, love that yeah. movie because you love Laura Dern because of Wizard of Schnoz reasons. No, I just fucking love that movie because it's absurd. It's, it's absurd. absurd. It's that's why it's I like absurd. it. Too. Absurd. It's totally out of control. Sailor. You make me hotter than Alabama asphalt. Or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Georgia, oh, whatever. Georgia, Georgia asphalt. asphalt. Georgia yeah. asphalt, yeah. And I'm, then Nicolas Cage with his weird broken nose at the end of the fucking movie. That and they the whole, don't explain it. Elvis on top yeah. of the car. And they're fucking, yeah. It's fucking so sublimely retarded. <laughs> I said the R word That's on fine. purpose. It is um, sublimely I think we're, R-worded. I think, the, I think we're going to relinquish the velvet ropes around the R word very soon. I think we're going to get it back. Do you remember where we had to say African-American? Now, if you say that, we can say black. I know. I know. I think we're going to get the R word back, guys. Speaking of which, so be excited. Have we ever been mean to someone that's mentally disabled that's not Lauren Bobert? No. Oh, uh, the guy that owned the yogurt place. Uh, Yeah, that guy. No, he's just, he was just probably beaten with a rubber hose as a child. It's, yeah, he's not, but that causes you know, not in the head long term damage. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, okay. Right, I'm hoping our word it did, but this is the thing. We try to police our language so much, and I try so hard. I was hanging no, out with a bunch of people. Don't. I do no. Well, not on this podcast because we're performative, but in real life, I no, try to not. say the right no, things you when it comes to. I don't drop do. the n bomb. I don't say things. I try to say African American, or uh, I've gotten to saying just black now. But I also I use the word the term person of color around. A bunch of people who were people of color, and they were like, "Bro, never ever say fucking person of color. It is the most fucking. It, you just sound like a white person." Wait a minute, said, hold on. I hear hold you on, as a on, white person on. that said the n word multiple times, hold and you're on. saying person of color now. Let me let me ask you a question. Yeah, really depends on the people you're around. Did you say POC? No, I said person of color. Though. That's why you got the knock. Just go POC. Can you be cool about it and not be so weird about it? Just be POC? No, is I that, just said... Is that what you say? Yeah, man. Just say, I understand that POCs... I just, like, I just... I said it like I was just in the middle of a conversation. I didn't make a point. I didn't pause and go, person so of color. When you say it out loud and you say the whole thing, it's very off-putting. I had a similar experience at just the saying. tavern six days ago. Did you... <laughs> So he's not Did that you? far removed. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is this the aforementioned no. tavern that you will never go to again? Yeah, I never go there. Okay, I cool. never go there. That's um, cool. But I was there with two young gentlemen, one of whom was a young black gentleman, and we were talking hip-hop, and they were both like doing some incredible freestyle shit. Like, incredible. Cool. Like, I was like blown away. I sat there all night. I was just like, what the fuck is happening? But anyways, <laughs> so the young black kid, um, I forget his name. Um, I'm going to call him YBK. <laughs> YBK. What's up, YBK? Uh, but no, but like, but I had said N-word a couple of times, obviously, not the word. Right. Yeah. But he's just like, dude. Just say it. Just say it. Nah. Just say it. Now, don't just fall say in the trap, don't bro. Fall in the trap. Nope. And I told him. Nope. I was like, bro, I have done this before. <laughs> I played basketball in the military <laughs> where I was the only big white kid on that fucking team right. for four years. And they're always like, dude, just say it. Just say it. So you know what I did back then? I said it. And then I went back into the real world after the military. And went, oh. Oh. My response was slightly different. Yeah. Yeah, they're so, like, oh, uh, no, don't you, ever uh, fucking say that word ever again for the offend, rest of your life. Generally, you offend 
uppity white people more with that word because and not and it's not a, it's not like the black people that hear it that aren't offended it's just that they've lived their whole lives as a black person and they've heard plenty of white people say it and it's hurt enough that they just are numb to it well, sometimes depending on the, every person's different and by the way we are just carrying on this might be the body of the podcast maybe <laughs> like we we uh <laughs> i like it when it takes an organic turn into something else no cool. it does i want to talk about our troubles with the n-word well because that is that's really it's when i woke up this morning it's also important to remember that black people are savvy intelligent people yeah. that understand the situation and probably picked up a pretty good read on me coming through the fucking door yeah maybe they saw oh big white guy in a flannel <laughs> this might be a problem but after like <laughs> 10 or 15 minutes they're like oh, oh all right yeah. this motherfucker he's all right he knows lp he knows fucking yeah you know like he knows some shit he knows some white rappers <laughs> but like um it's important to remember that they can pick up shit and be like okay i'm probably okay if this guy says it but he's not gonna say it without my fucking permission i'm gonna give him the card yeah i'm gonna pass the card to him and at that's some a one point. use card probably about it's not a, like a card you carry with you and no, take into the world that yeah. is for your conversation you're having in that mm, moment yeah. you got the card also don't even fucking say it then you mean the subway punch card doesn't work at jimmy john's i don't understand uh, exactly yeah that's a two stool card that doesn't even include the rest of the bar. Um, anyway, moving on. I'm glad everybody feels comfortable about their place in the N-word. I never do. Um, yes. Well, Aaron get, wakes up and just screams it every morning over his coffee. No, I get called it daily. Yeah, you, do. Um, you do, don't you? Yeah. Um, I just That's because you did a POC. I just uh, <laughs> recently showed Rex my extended family, and she looked at me and hard would me. Um, Whoa! Yeah, that was awesome. But and then she laughed like a lunatic because <laughs> she's like, "You like that? Do you like it?" Um, okay, first of all, like a lunatic. Your girlfriend is a lunatic. She's a nightmare. She's a and, genuine. But she's crazy the most human. lovable. Oh, adorable. What nightmare. I'm saying is, yes. No. Also. <laughs> <laughs> You're like you don't live with her, bro. You I, see her every dude, now and again. This and is she the woman. You and this like, is the woman I've hitched my wagon to, and I love her more than anybody Anything. I've ever been with. Uh, I love her. We have a special inside thing where she finally realized that I was one eighth. I'm octo. And <laughs> You're octo. Doc I'm not going to say the Rex did it, <laughs> but I'm octo. And she hard hard me for like two days, laughing wildly. Just yeah. thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Anyway. Look at this guy trying to say Now, all right, Aaron, next to the next serious talking <laughs> no, point. What's next no. on your notes? Next no, time? shut up. <laughs> okay, have you ever seen no, we a gotta hand- talk. We got to talk a little bit. Armenian be- genocide, right? No, God no. <laughs> you wanted to talk about Madison Cawthorn. Yes. Oh, yeah. Is okay. That, am I saying that right? You mean Cousin Humper? Ca- mm-hmm. Famous Cousin Humper? Yeah. Madison Coffin. Family fucker. Um, this was a congressman. An 18 month congressman. So he is, he's got that fucking first term Trump energy, dude, where he's like, yeah. I'm going to have one stint. I'm just going to. Um, <laughs> he got. That's exactly what he sounds yeah. like. It sounds like that. Um, well, while he's doing fucking Facebook posts of I'm in Germany at the Fuhrer's castle 
so on my bucket list. Um, Are you fucking serious? Yeah, you can oh, look that up. Yeah. What uh, the fuck? He referred to him not as the Fuhrer, just Fuhrer. Like he's Fuhrer. On a, he's real close with the guy. Yeah, no, the, no, just yeah. saying this is on my bucket list. I'm right here, y'all. Uh, um, selfie. Uh, How have we not murked this dude as like a nation? Well, of no. Smart people. Funny enough, they did politically and career wise. There was a pact His that was put together. Destroyed him. He had mentioned that he had been invited to GOP coke fueled orgies, and apparently yeah. the people at the coke fueled orgies Which didn't happened. like it. Um, Which happened? Can you imagine happened. Mitch McConnell at a coke fueled orgy? Like he actually breaks a smile for a second. Like he doesn't do just, coke. No, he's never. Look at I, that double chin. There's uh, no way that, that guy feels no like. Way. I feel like yeah. that guy thinks he would be way more sin. shredded. Yeah, he'd be. A, just saying. he'd look different. Yeah, dude, for sure. He's no Rand Paul. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, Paul Ryan, Rand Paul, any same, of those guys. Same, same. Yeah. Matt yeah. Gates shows up and's like, so, "Hey, where's the kids' table at?" Yeah, hey, at the orgy. Hey, uh, wait, there's no kids' table. I guess I'll see myself out. Yeah. That's cool. Do you have any hair product? Oh, gross. Uh, <laughs> you just figured out what was happening. Madison Cawthorn. <laughs> hey, Bobby just figured out what was happening. Wow, well, yeah, he didn't follow us along that just landed. the yellow brick road. <laughs> Ugh. Um, Madison Cawthorn was a congressman in North Carolina. He has now conceded. Uh, his primary was won by somebody that looks way more uh, rapey, but doesn't have a history of it. Like Duke Lacrosse um, team rapey? No, like- no. Matt, dude, Cawthorn, he is the human embodiment of lacrosse, um, is this guy. He is everything that you don't like about white people. Has been embodied by a guy named Madison. Thank you. That's a girl's name. He just got pasted. And in response to getting pasted, had mentioned, I didn't mention this earlier, he did this huge post because, you know, they can't speak. They have to post. Yeah. He did a huge post going, our time will come. It's the new rise of the new Reich. I mean, right um, Wait, he left that in? I'm kidding. I, oh, that was Jesus. Me. I was like, it's the rise of the new right. You will feel the effects of dark MAGA, and we will come and we will fucking take all of you over. Now, you ask like yourself. Like Voldemort dark MAGA? Like, Hold on. It sounds silly, right? There have been Trump memes being put out over the last few days of him in the Trump Tower, but it's colored black and he has glowing. They are trying no bullshit to go full fucking emperor. Yeah. It's a fear tactic. Like if you full, don't full, like in the, so what the, he wrote a thing and says, we want Trump to forgo his benevolence and generous heart. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Those don't exist. And now he's going to get down and dirty. Oh, and now he's all the get dirty? bad work because you guys have forced us to get that dirty. You also have to be fairly intelligent, so he doesn't have the fucking capacity for it. You got to think about this: how much that galvanizes the people that are already there about dark. So now they're making black "Make America Great Again" hats. They're going full fucking like you said, Voldemort, Emperor, fucking Dark Side. This is gonna happen. I'm not kidding. No, it's no, kind of scary. It's a little scary. These people aren't okay. And Madison I know it's fun Cawthorn, to joke about them. The boy who didn't live. But I'll tell you, man, I, I'm, I, hey, well, I don't know, man. 
Dude, it's if know. and that but that's also seems to still be this very small yet vocal fucking Is it small? Community. Is it non-vocal? Well, what's small? What's small? I'm not saying they're non-vocal. I'm saying they're very vocal I, and loud, so they seem bigger. Yeah, I haven't seen the numbers yet, but I would say those numbers are starting to go below like 20% of the votership that is actually still yeah. holding on to. The problem is no, only we 50% still, vote. Yeah, so I'm not saying that we should be any less. Lot. I'm not saying we should be any less worried. No, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm that. just saying that it's not likely that they're right next door to you right now. I'm saying like it's still like oh, even no, though there's right a small amount of them, us. it doesn't matter. If I see a few cockroaches, <laughs> I'm spraying the fuck out of them with a can of liquid death. I just and I'm not saying we should do that to these people, but I am saying that if it did happen, we'd be really happy about Look, it. Look, <laughs> I learned my lesson. I laughed at Trump the first time. I did too. I learned my lesson. Yeah. I thought there is no way this fucking used car salesman charlatan will ever be president that makes no sense and here we are mm-hmm. fucking six years later here we are mm-hmm. with the whole republican party being fucking hijacked by this and they're all at war with each other right now look at what you know yeah but is i i just look i don't want to let my foot off the gas at this point i'm so no, no, now 100%. i'm now now i'm scared bobby just you know to, you know to be saying. somewhat optimistic about the situation i think that money is always going to talk and this world that they're delving into in politics is not profitable it is not going to make them rich long term we're seeing what's already happening with the MAGA types that are in congress right now we have gates we have mtg we have fucking lauren bobert these people are being overthrown by themselves mm-hmm. they are being taken over within their own party because it doesn't work from a marketing standpoint, at some point, and that's the only reason, like you said, it's a marketing number. It's thing. a marketing number. They have no moral qualms about if it was working, no. they wouldn't give a shit. They well, wouldn't dude, give a flying fucking, fuck. Fucking Pelosi doesn't have moral qualms. Of course not. We're not. We're talking about politicians that all they care about is lining their own pockets. However, within the context of grifting, would you rather be grifted by a left or a right right now? Like it. it we're getting down to that brass tax. I'm not talking about overthrowing the government and making everything fucking utopia. I'm just talking about how can we eliminate the worst of the worst sure. and then build backwards from there. When we talk about Gates and Bobert and MTG, those are three Congress seats out of 460. Yep. It's but really a drop in the bucket by virtue no, of numbers. It's but it than, sets a tone. It sets, it a, sets tone. a tone. And they're all such it public. Starts, it starts a, fucking a momentum. I agree. I agree. I and we're seeing it right now. This is, And this is why I think why I wanted to talk about this guy. Um, it, it's a watershed moment. It is a moment that smart people, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. Right. These fucking people we're dealing with in the Democratic Party not super smart necessarily but they don't seize opportunity this is an opportunity jump on this and when we talked about this early what did i say you know well i don't remember we were drinking for now that's right um (laughs) it's the same thing i say every time that the left has an opportunity to do damage they just don't yeah they'll just shit all over they just for some reason they think that that it's better for them to say i'm like this party that you're fighting against has done everything to shoot themselves in the foot Everything aggressive, everything that you that ten years ago you would have thought that's political career and social suicide, and they did it. But the Democrats refused, and I don't understand why they don't play because dirty at all. Because it's not about winning for them; it's about continuing to make money. Yep, that's why they don't care about winning. 
If they win, they're not going to make any money. So yeah. let's, what do you think? Nan, they asked Nancy Pelosi about the right. They're like, well, the best thing for the Democratic Party is to have a really strong Republican Party. Bitch, I did not say anything about the Democratic Party. Answer the goddamn question before I slap you so hard your fucking plastic surgery goes back to normal. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> that would be amazing. be amazing. See, but no. But those people aren't allowed in the press conference. Uh, but what I'm saying is her response is the only way we can be powerful is they're powerful. I want I want to see a Republican say the only way we can be powerful is with a strong democratic party. No, what what it is is we need to kill them. They're they're raping our children. They're all groomers. They hate America. They want gas prices to be this that's their yeah. side. And Dumb meanwhile we're like <laughs> we need to make sure that they're doing okay. And well, we I refuse mean, to fucking we refuse to fight. I mean, like what we're just dealing with right now with Roe v. Wade in 2013, President Obama had probably had the moment where yeah. they could have codified yeah. R. V. Wade into law forever. Did not. Forever. But no, it's settled law. Oh, no one's ever going to fuck with it. Nobody's ever going to touch well, it. Well, here we are. And it's 2013, right? It's not like he's got to worry about being reelected. So it's not like he even has that. He has constituents wow. who put pressure on him and said, no, 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 no. Presidents will burn all of us. He had a mandate. Presidents are always worried about being reelected. Don't get it twisted. Well, and it's Day not one. even that. It's just like, why? I'm just saying, after they've served, the way, they're in their second guy. term, they can't get reelected after two terms. Remember? Obama dropped the ball on a lot of shit. Like, I, he did some really cool shit. But what most people don't care to remember is six out of his eight years was spent with a fucking inability to pass a goddamn thing. Yep. Mitch McConnell came out and said he will not Shut get anything down. done while I am here. And he did it. And meanwhile, we can't do the same thing. We He's don't have to arguably nuts. a pretty ineffectual president. Also, if I got a text message from Barack and he was like, do you want to go play a game of horse? How about jet ski? I would punch you both in the face. (laughs) I would run right over you. Yeah. No. And I would hit fucking Sean with this laptop and I'd run out of here. (laughs) I'd never see you all again as I'm (laughs) flipping you off. We would have just moved. Don't ruin the laptop. Yeah. You think I give a shit about this podcast? (laughs) I will. After I fucking (laughs) listen to this with fucking Barack. Hit him with the phone behind you. Yeah. Do something else. Yeah. All right. Whatever. But anyway, we'll we'll get <laughs> also off I got that. the keys to this place. We'll get we'll You're, get off that. It's useless without me. We got one more <laughs> Okay. So this Madith, Madison Cawthorn dipshit, he had 18 months in office. There was a super PAC, which is basically Ooh, a yeah, political government, like not political government. Political what I mean action to say, committee. It's, it's a, a way political for them to funnel action committee. Millions and millions of dollars legally to people. Right. Thank you, Citizens United. Um that was a Bill passed that basically made corporations people and fucked us forever. Uh, that being said, people create super PACs to donate as an individual. Do you see how they worked around that? And what they did is they have dirt on Madison Cawthorn. So as soon as he endangered the GOP by saying cocaine fueled orgies and he got caught three times with a fucking weapon at the airport, speeding, fucking name it. The guy was fucking, he was the worst of the worst. They ruined him. They just came out yesterday and we're recording on Friday. Um, and by as of yesterday, they said it on paper. We are going after Lauren, Lauren Boebert, which obviously made my pee-pee twitch. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, 
I want to see because th- well, she's this is our representative. Th- Unfortunately, <laughs> she's not my president. Hold on, let um, me take my tongue out of my cheek. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is all people that live in other parts of Colorado. Even though she's an actual person that live, it makes me not want to travel to is other she, people. Though? Is she she um, could be a succubus. Uh, she I'm could saying not be human. I'm saying the GOP has I had a filthy joke. I was going to make <laughs> the GOP has dirt on all of their people. Of That's course, how they keep them in line. I think that they're at a point now where they're like, okay, now with the Roe v. Wade, the Roe v. Wade opinion being leaked to. Which was another thing that was. You think that that was a morality thing that the Dem, someone in the Democratic Party did? No, you're it fu- was all. You, it, you're, that, fu- you're fucked up. That you leak, think the Dems leaked it? I thought they did the to poison the Republicans. Right? No, they did it to fuck with. They're like, oh my god, they, no. they leaked it early because they were going to wait to do it until after the midterm. The only elections. people that had access to that were the Republican part of it. Really, yeah. I figured somebody like no, some... dude, that's too easy of a shot. The Republican Party did it to put it out so that it was almost codifying itself. So it now there's no going back. So now everything everybody's doing in response to this that doesn't exist, quote unquote, yeah. is in response to it. So they're bolstering against it right now. That shit is going through my. Oh, dude. it's going. I know. This was yeah, this was not the Republicans blowing the lid off of something. I thought it was that somebody no, somebody that had Democratic no, leagues leaked it to try to no. as a political move to sour to, to sour any Republican candidate bruv, that they could. We're we're six three right now, bruv. Who leaked it? Yeah, true. There's Fuck. only fourteen people that had access to that, yeah. and three of them are Democratic. Yep. Math. They did this as a fucking, they did this as a position poll, dude. That's all they did this as, man. And they're horrible people and they need to die in hell. That's fine. Hey, Anthony Scalia. Go there after, bro. Well, if, you know, if you believe in hell, go there. And if you people that believe in hell, read another book, please. Thank you. There's other ones out there. Thank you. Um, that was fun. That <laughs> was Yep. Was we're it? still drinking this whiskey. Was it? No, it's gonna be. I just still can't get over on you. I, when you guys were like Madison Cawthorn, I was like, "What? A supporting character from Gossip Girl? I didn't know about." And you're like, "No, it's a dude who is in politics." I was like, "Oh, oh know something funny before we go to break because we are at an hour. We're uh, gonna play something special for you when we go to break. We are for sure. It is so relevant. I was sitting with our good friend, um, Lord of Our Manor, uh, Blake Crouch, the other day. And, um, the Ginger Ninja? I was mm-hmm. reading an article about Madison Cawthorn, and I turned to him, and I was like, what the fuck is up with this Jack Harlow guy? It just fell out of my face. <laughs> like, you equate those two morons with each other? It was so weird. Why? Like, I have no fucking idea. And he's like, do you mean Madison? And, and I was like, yeah, why did I say it? I was literally looking at the guy's fucking yeah. name by, on my computer screen. By the way, and Jack I just said, Harlow. Jack Harlow. Because you hate Jack Harlow so much. By the way, so that much. new album is dog shit. I thought that, everything he's done is dog shit. He's just like no. a fake fucking. No, no, he's done some. We've done some no. songs of his. Jack on the Harlow. Can, is he like 14 year old? This no, kid? No. Yeah. No. No, he's I don't know legi- who Jack Hawthorne. He's I a le- just I'll edit it. I just he's a legitimate. He's a legitimate awful. MC. I'm not saying this he's last album was good. Oh, it is so. But fucking he bad, is dude. actually a very talented MC. He don't is? get it twisted. I don't know what happened on this. He's one. not like Machine Gun Kelly status. Machine no, bro. Because that's no. what I always I always hear him mentioned with like. Well, because he's white. Thanks, racist. What? I got, well, 
Wowzers. You know what? <laughs> Aaron is the only person in my life who can put such a sour taste in my mouth that this whiskey is going to make it feel better. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's all right. We'll be back in a few. In contrast, Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. And welcome back. Now, this is the time of the podcast where we get into some listener feedback, which we haven't gotten a lot of lately. But this week, miraculously, we have three fucking voicemails. And if you yourself want to give us some feedback, you can leave us a voicemail or text message to 970-426-5344. Terrorism! 970-426-5344. Or you can hit us up at whiskeyreal at gmail.com or send us slide right into our DMs on Facebook, Instagram, or Truth Social. Bobby's got a truth social now. No, your enemy. Uh, um, we actually set up a truth social last time you were here. No, yeah. we didn't. We downloaded the app and then everything. We didn't do it. No, we downloaded the app and then I was trying to create a profile and everything was broken on it. You couldn't. We couldn't do anything. We <laughs> have it, so many users. I don't even, so many so people many, using. This thing is going to be huge. Going to be huge. So uh, we do have some voicemails. Um, some of our longtime listeners and someone that's not uh, a prior contributor to this podcast right. whatsoever. So, well, two of these um, people have never called in. Uh, They've that's just true. listened that's for a true. while. Um, we have heard from one of these. I don't. My tablet is going batshit. Apparently, things are happening. Put that back outside. Throw it out the window. I um. Oh my god! I have no idea what's happening, dude. What does that mean? Is someone's server going down right now? Is that why? I you think need I'm getting that? probably more voicemails. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it. For years, we were like, you fucks, you people, fucking send us something. But last week, you it's, did it so hard that three people called. It's it. Child Protective Services. We went kind of hard. Um, so last week, John Brown called in and told us Old that he was going to be revisiting us. And sure enough, this is not what I was expecting. Okay. Um, he came with a really strange little anecdote. Okay. But I feel but like no, no brother Bobby, sister Bobby, aunt Bobby, because no. he had a million Bobbies ready to go. He said last he, week, yeah, uh, two uh, weeks ago, Roberta, uh, yeah. Uncle, Uncle <laughs> Roberta. Uncle Roberta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting to hear from Uncle I Roberta. Want it? This is our dear, dear friend, cousin Bobby slash John Brown. Hey guys, uh, just thought I'd give a call. I just had a. A weird experience happened. Um, uh, so I, I'm a Bobby might know this a bit, but I, I'm a huge comedy fan, like huge. I um, love stand up. I, uh, I I guess I, I think I would consider myself a little bit of a stand up historian. Um, I love delving into like you know what comedians wrote on what shows, um, just finding out little tidbits. Uh, even comedians I don't necessarily like stand up with, like Jerry Seinfeld. Not a big fan of his, but I could listen to him talk with another comedian about the process for hours. Um, I love it. So um, I'm a little embarrassed. Uh, SNL is one of those things as well. 
Um, you know, I'm in a, in a lull. I think we all go through those SNL lulls. Uh, I don't really get it right now, but uh, maybe it'll come back around. Um, anyway, that's a personal preference. Um, but I was a huge fan. Early 90s, oh, my gosh. Uh, late 80s, early 90s to me, that's the, that was my... I think that's my uh, my arena. Skip to the Mid- end. Mid- yes, please. <laughs> anyway, um, considering myself a historian, I had a little bit of a weird moment this morning when I'm eating bacon and I'm listening to uh, the new Dana Carvey, David Spade podcast. Yes. Um, and Conan O'Brien was on, which another guy that I love Conan O'Brien. I don't necessarily know if I always find him funny, but it's like a, a like I get him. Um, sort of thing. So I'm a fan of his. Um, they're talking about SNL from back in the day, and I did not realize, and I still, I still don't think he's a real person. I didn't realize Jack Handy was a real person. Yeah. I'm 40 years that. old, and I'm just realizing that Jack Handy was an actual writer slash humorist mm-hmm. that uh, was a real dude. I had no idea. I thought Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy was like Robert Smigel or yeah. uh, even Conan or yeah. just like a group of writers. I thought it was just a name. I don't know how I've gone this long without knowing. And then I look up Speaking his picture, this long, can we turn on the and he looks just music? like Louder Wainwright. <laughs> and now I'm wondering if I'm in some sort of like virtual, this isn't real life sort of scenario. The like dark we've timeline. all felt since 2016. Anyway. Uh, that's Deep Thoughts with John Brown, um, and uh, have a great day. See, Deep Thoughts with John Brown are slightly different from Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy because Deep Thoughts from Jack Handy were short and funny. <laughs> oh, God. <Yeah>. No, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, John. Sean. John, I loved everything you said because I feel like I know you even better and that we're even more similar because I, too, am like a hardcore stand-up nerd. I love listening to comedy writers. And I even, you know, I while I don't think this season or the last this group of SNL people is anywhere near as funny as the previous one with like Bill Hader and and Kristen Wiig and all them or even before that I still watch it to find the one or two funny sketches the the funny thing about SNL is this everybody in every generation thought their generation was the best I've watched Belushi Ackroyd generation turn into fucking uh, uh, Dana Carvey and fucking Eddie Murphy oh shit before that it was Eddie Murphy and yeah, but Joe Piscopo. Yeah, yeah. Piscopo was dog shit. But, but except Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Downey Jr. On for one, one year. One so was Anthony, Anthony Michael Hall. But what I'm saying Chris is from, that, from, the late, from the late 70s to 80s to late 80s to early 90s, yeah. everybody thinks it's the funniest generation. Um, we were over at El Moro and Destiny was bartending. She's like, I think SNL's put out some good stuff lately. And I'm like, I can't argue. It's the same amount of laughs that I had. I think we just get nostalgic about what we you get, get precious nostalgic about. about. It. Like, we and that's get the thing. super precious. I always thought it. that the Mike Myers, fucking Dana Carvey, Chris Farley, Adam Sandler was always the best. And that's then when the I grew generation up. before that, yeah, yeah Phil Hartman. And then Will Ferrell and that crew came in, and I was like, this is actually just as good. And then. I honestly think that the Jason Sudeikis, Bobby Moynihan, Kristen Wiig, like Fred Armisen, that yeah, year but, is honestly. But people were still bitching then. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And try to watch a, the first season of fucking SNL now. A lot of it is unwatchable shit. garbage yeah, sketch absolutely. Comedy. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We've lionized those fucking people. Oh, I've been going back through our library of 
horrible fucking offerings. Whiskey real sketches just aren't as good as they used to be anymore. Ah, you're from a generation ago. Yeah, you don't get it. You don't get the you don't get the humor. The early days of the whiskey real. It was so hot. It was so hot. Aaron said the N word a lot. Yeah. Bobby gave way too many details about his very soon to be broken up with girlfriend at the time. You guys weren't around for Sean Most Trunk. You don't get it. You don't get it. Do you remember that? Yeah. Sean Most Trunk. Sean Most Trunk. It's got shit in it or something. <laughs> Store your things at Sean Most Trunk. I think that was my. That whole was the bit. whole bit yeah. that we yeah, came yeah, up that with. That was a whole fucking thing. So we got another. Let's go to the next voicemail from another longtime listener. But she, time listener, first time caller. She tends to reach out to us with some lovely and strange requests sometimes, <laughs> but we adore her. <laughs> we love her, and if you've if you want to know what she looks like, you know those that movie Big Eyes, the lady that painted all like the big eyed children paintings. Oh yeah, she is a human walking embodiment <laughs> of those fucking. She has the biggest, most gorgeous doll's eyes you've ever seen. She does. And she walks up to your table, and I, I feel like even if she ever had, she probably rarely had any bad experiences like serving because she's so such no, a G. she had. But if she did have a bad one, it's really hard to get mad at her because I had be like, to. I've consoled her crying. Oh god. Like, Actually, do you want to expand on that, Aaron? I mean, you know this young lady. Yeah, I don't Kelly, really know her. Kelly was uh, somebody I, I hired when I was early on in Durango. Um, um, started as a busser, turned into a server. So was her now fiance and future husband, Nolan. They're dear friends of mine. Um, they're great people. Kelly was one of those where I just brought her up along the ranks and she turned out to be a rock star and is still a rock star. And, um, she now lives in, unfortunately she lives in less than grand junction. <laughs> what is it? Grand junction. Yeah. I forget Bo the name. Bo bear territory. Always kept in touch. I'm going to her wedding next month. Um, and she's just a doll and I love her so much. And she's always been somebody that's, always big up to me and we've just continued that friendship through the years. And I'm so happy. Nolan was a busser that became a server for me. She became a server. So this is the actual love story of two servers who never work out in the restaurant industry. Never. And they've been together the whole time. She and cooks that married. man. Okay. So Nolan fucking climbs so much. He burns like 8,000 calories a day or some such nonsense. There was a, yeah. she cooks him two dinners every day. I know. But she's a fucking baller. There's there's a backstory behind that. But anyway, she's a beautiful girl. Let's go to the voicemail. Hey, uh, Bobby and Brandis. This is Kelly. I'm not a liar. I meant to call you. Life is busy. But um, I'm giving you a shout from Grand Junction down here. Um, I was thinking about you guys because I just drove down I-70 and there's about a quarter mile of Lauren Bobert signs. <laughs> so yes, if she gets reelected, we will be the cause. <laughs> that being said, um, you're always welcome to come visit. No, we nope. would be happy to have you. No, negative. Um, miss you guys. Excited to see you soon for the wedding. And um, thanks for the awesome content. I uh, love you guys. Bye. Aww. Uh, love Aww. you, boo boo. She is the sweetest. Yeah. One of the sweetest humans. She's a great girl. I saw her graduation. I feel like she's like the my kind of secondary daughter. Like a niece. Like, I love. No, kind of more like, like a daughter. Wow. 
And she's amazing, and I'm so happy for them. Yeah, they are like they are like I've. They seem like a storybook kind of romance. Hasn't always been easy, but they're they're here now and they're doing great, and I couldn't be more happy for them. All right, we got one more voicemail. Believe it or not, unbelievable! How much fun is this, you guys? I show up. (laughs) There's three voicemails. You could get on the whiskey reel with us. I don't think so. And these people have taken advantage. This is our dear, dear, lovely, lovely friend, Kyleen, who Aaron has also cried with. And yeah. uh, who, who is such a ride or die Whiskey Reel fan. She That's absolutely adores us. She'll get the music um, eventually. She hates our music. <laughs> She's like, why don't you guys play some fucking Pablo Cruz? Or She's going to love this week. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, yeah, but she wanted to drop in and she has a message for oh. the whiskey room. Oh, okay. okay, you fucking whiny asshole. <laughs> and you're always whining about wanting a phone call. So I thought I would call and say, wow, two times in a row I mentioned on the podcast, I feel like the jerk. And uh, Stephen Martin and the jerk. Stephen, you guys might Stephen be too young Martin. to get it. But now I'm a real person because I've been mentioned. I hope nobody starts trying to shoot me. You guys have a great weekend. Bye. Yeah, I thought she was, I was confused at what she meant by feeling like the jerk. I was like, was she born a, a poor black child? Yes, she was. That's she probably what she such. meant by it. Or was it that someone was shooting at cans nearby? Yeah, I was going to tell Kylie and they're not shooting at you. <laughs> he shooting hates at these the cans. cans. He hates those cans. <laughs> uh, Kylie had a we, beautiful moment with me at Wine Experience yes. where she talked about listening to the episode where I talked about my dad and you should reach out to your dads. And she did right before he passed Whoa. away. And it was an intense That's moment. Amazing. Absolutely. And uh, that was my favorite part of the day. Um, easily, obviously. Um, go on with your bad self. Yeah. She's such a lovely lady and she has a nice family. And, and by the way, she's such a good friend to me and, they're not know. shooting at the cans. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. Uh, okay, guys, before we move into, we're going to talk about some stuff that's happening next week from a media standpoint. But because Mr. Sean Moe is here and sent me a 4,000 text message <laughs> thread. Because well, I know me saying something's about- <laughs> good means nothing to you unless I keep beating it. Because you're like, everything you like is dog shit. So every time I tell you, that something's good, I have to beat it into your head to get you to think I'm... No, but... And this all bleeds together. Like, it's weird timing. We just talked last week a little bit about Doctor Strange, and you and I... Sam Raimi. All of us have been talking about Sam Raimi and Doctor Strange. Yep. Yeah. What do you got for us, my friend? A couple weeks ago, this much-awaited, if you're an Evil Dead fan or Army of Darkness fan, this much-awaited... Is it too... Way too high? Sorry. A much-awaited video game, Evil Dead the Game... Uh, was slated to come out, and there's been a whole lot of hype about it. And now, those of us who are fans of video games and fans of Evil Dead, we have dealt with nothing but absolute dog shit, horrible games <laughs> yeah. for our entire like in 2000 sure. and like three. They came out with one King, which was Hail to the King. It was horrible. Uh, the Boomstick one was horrible. The yeah. Regeneration one was horrible. Bad. So everybody's like, you know, you better fucking prove us wrong. And so what they did is they they come up with um there's a what's the what's the big asymmetrical horror video game that started it all? Dead by 
Oh, Dead by Dawn. Dead by no, Dawn or Dead. No, um, shit. Dying Light. No. I know what you're talking about, but it's uh, you're Whatever. the you're survivor mode against a bunch against of zombies. zombies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So but the you game, have to like team up yeah. and like defeat. Two, are you telling two of us? Are you now? I feel there's a there's a few of them. Yeah, there's there's a few of them. What they've done is that the most recent one I think that I can remember that was semi good was the the uh, Friday the Thirteenth game mm-hmm. where one person plays as Jason, four other people right. play as campers, right, right, and you have to go through a series of things to escape. So this one is you can either play as the survivors, which is a team of survivors where you have like you can have different ashes throughout the game. Uh, the the chick from the TV show, the badass chick from the TV show. Um, the leader is oh I can't remember her name, but who is. Uh, Who's like the the professor's daughter from Evil Dead 2? She's usually the leader character. She's the one you get first. But this asymmetrical horror game, they fucking crushed it, dude. The graphics are fantastic. Tom Savini designed 144 kills for the game. Um, so every kill, because there's you'll be using your light attacks and your heavy attacks against um, your foes. And then there's a button once you knock them a few times to do a kill, like to end it. And there's a myriad of different crazy ones. You have um, your mission is essentially you find three pieces of a map as a survivor to find out where the lost pages of the book are and the Kandarian dagger. So you find those pieces of the map. The whole time the person playing as the demon is, I love playing as the demon. It's my favorite because I'm a psychopath. But you just whip. It's got the rainy vision. You're whipping through the map, picking up these energy things. You're setting traps for people. Um, you're you're like, uh, you if people have a fear level, so you have like stamina, health, and then you have a fear level. If your fear level gets too high and you haven't gotten near like a fire, you could start a fire to hang around with it or get closer to your team. Your fear goes away. But if it gets high enough, the demon can possess you, and if you're a badass and you've leveled your shit up a bunch and they happen to be able to possess you, your own team member can just obliterate your team in the span of a couple minutes. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's like the higher that you level up, the traps you can set get a little more elaborate. Like there's one where there's these loot boxes around that have ammo or this is my favorite thing. The health that you collect that you can use to recharge your health is Shemp's Cola. <laughs> and every time like if you're ash and you drink one he always has something funny to say after he's like ah shemps nothing compares <laughs> like you're right oh it's so fucking funny but there's a point where you can and it you, is bruce campbell doing the it's voice bruce campbell it. doing yeah. the voice uh, i bought the i'm nerded out and bought the deluxe edition so i got the fancy skins of you can have gallant knight ash from army of darkness and smart ash wearing the S-Mart yeah, uniform. Pitch. oh that's uh, dope. and i always play the smart uniform because oh, it's oh, yeah. ridiculous uh, but my one of my favorite things is that they're one of the traps you can set for people if you are the evil because there's three different groups you can choose if you're going to be the demon and one is like um henrietta and then yep. like the rednecks as like demons one is like the weird faced ones from the show that have right. like no eyes and then it's evil ash and the skeleton army and that's the funniest one because there's a point where <coughs> if you're evil ash and the skeleton army you can set a spawn for one of your guys who just sits there and plays the flute but Anything within 50 meters of him playing the flute supercharges the rest of the skeletons as he plays the flute. And you can um, booby trap one of the loot cases so that little ashes jump out of it and start attacking people. It's way too involved. (coughs) Just saying. It's pretty. Okay, so it took a minute to get a hang of it. If you're not used to an asymmetrical horror game. Yeah especially with you leveling up and stuff. There's a certain level where you're like, there's a lot of RPG elements to it, which I generally hate. Like I can't handle the final fantasy games. See, that's why I love, I love the RPG. (laughs) So it makes it a little like intriguing from that standpoint. You know what I mean? I want to level up, but you still get to, yeah. um, 
the melees and the the shooting, you get guns. Dope. So dope. But the Why? graphics are dope. What is happening with you, people? I don't know. I've. It's like I got something in my throat. All did I? Did I spore you? Is Blake poisoning us? Yeah, possibly. Did he hit uh, Why am I fine? Well, I did read a, a review of the game this morning because we were going to talk about it a little bit, and I haven't played it yet. I'm going to play it this weekend. And that was the first thing they said was, like, by far the most fun thing to do in this game is to be the demon, yeah, be right. the Pandarian demon, and roll through the forest and just set traps for these fuckers. <laughs> right. yeah. And they're like, you are going to have so much fun just watching them fucking fall into your traps. Right. That's like the coolest part of the and game. And the movement's dynamic. Like, you can get into a car with your team to get further to the map because the map's pretty fucking big. Right. Um, the thing is, though, if you get into the car, as soon as you get in the car and start moving, the Kandarian demon can see you on their map and so they yeah. know right where you are. But the trick, honestly, I saw this guy break it down on YouTube. He's like, all right, here's my maps. Here's all the spawn places. Pretty much go, no matter what happens, if you're the demon, go in this direction and you're going to run into people immediately. Yeah, and right. I was like, well, they'll fix that. They'll fix that like they always do. There's some clunky mechanics in certain parts where you see yeah. this tiny little incline and for some reason you can't traverse it and you can't hit the vault button to get over it. Oh, yeah. So you have to kind of walk around it. So there's the, there's a couple little clunky things. There always is. Though. There's always but, updates. But, but Saber Interactive is like a more independent studio. That does cool niche shit like this. Yeah. Yeah. This is probably the biggest release they've had. It's super. Apparently, it's had five hundred thousand purchases already. Wow. For video games, that's a lot, that's especially huge. for a niche content like. Evil and it's Dead. actually sure. licensed as mm-hmm. where uh, Friday the Thirteenth wasn't. Right. Oh, it wasn't, and no. that's why they couldn't make any updates to it. That's so the guy at. actually won the case against yep. the studio because there was some whole weird thing. Where Sean Cunningham, who did the first Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> right. movie, like he he owns the rights. He owns the rights. The yeah. studio doesn't actually own the right. rights. So the studio gave him gave the the game studio the rights to it do was, it, but they didn't have the right to do that. It was super strange. Yeah, the whole way yeah. the whole thing worked out. But the game makers actually, I, I feel like they actually won the case, but they haven't done anything with it. They haven't yeah, I thought updated that was the game. The, they haven't. That's what they always said. They how, how come they haven't updated it whatsoever? Is because they can't. And that is a super fun game as well. Yeah. But it sounds like this is a, a better property. It is a better property. And what I'll say about that I really got stoked about was uh, if you if you watch Evil Dead the show, they don't make any mention of anything from Army of Darkness because then they have to cut in Dino De Laurentiis, right? Yeah. Right. This is the only Evil Dead property that has elements of every the TV show, all three movies. Wow. But not. Army of Darkness. No, because there's you, evil ashes in it, and from oh, Army of Darkness, you can be Henry dope. the Red. You're Henry the you're Henry the Red is a team member. You can be that's with a sword. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they okay. actually must have cut in. I, I if you want if you don't click through it in the very beginning when you first load the game, it goes through more fucking like studio names than like most movies that no have a million shit. studios. And I was like, how many people? Uh, that makes sense. Are making fucking money now. Out of this? That all of your hypothetical vaginas are dry. We are going to talk about Obi Wan. (laughs) If you already didn't, we don't ever talk about video games. And since I'm new to this, no, I love that conversation. Um, But you're right, Aaron. We are running long, and and our audience is going to love that shit if they play it. And beyond that, next week you mentioned Obi Wan. Next week is going to be the toppest of gunners. Jesus. The Toppest of Gunners is coming out <laughs> midweek. Maverick! Um, also coming out midweek is a new Disney Plus uh, property called Obi-Wan Kenobi. Never Maybe heard of you it. fucking heard of him. Never heard, heard of him. Um, I, I've, I've only seen the one trailer. I've been yeah. trying to embargo myself on all content. I saw the second trailer. Yeah. It was yeah. fine. 
So I, I still don't know. don't know anything. So yeah, they didn't give away very much because we're all nerds and we're going to envelop ourselves and this podcast in that show <laughs> yeah. for the, the six to eight weeks that follow. I don't know how many episodes. Are they releasing are. just one? Or are they doing like the first? Two oh, or three? I think the first two are dropping. Okay. This you week, better give this me next two week. off the. Bat. So we're going to drop yeah. this podcast on Tuesday. The show will be out the next day. Mm-hmm. So by the time we record on Friday, we will probably have seen both episodes. Yep. I don't know. Couple Any, six times. A dozen times. Yeah. If, <laughs> I don't really have a life. You guys have right. real jobs. So I'll probably just watch Obi-Wan. Bobby, you and me both have the same job, in quotes. To, we sit story. in front of a computer, collect money, and pretend we did something. That's yeah. a good point. That's a really good point. I mean, point. no. If anybody from Peak uh, Food and Beverage is listening, I work really hard many All hours a week. time. You fucked up. It's a, it's a pretty good gig, honestly. Yeah. Um, I'm winning hearts over there with I'm the only asshole messages. that works. That's what, what the point is. <laughs> what um, do you guys expect from this show? What do you want to see from this show? How can this show disappoint you? Ask yourself that. Because I think out of the three, you are the top of the pyramid. Wait, say those three again. Because I think I have one answer that answers all three of them. Okay, so. Say it again. I don't remember. What do I want? Seriously? What do I want to s- what do we want to see? Two. Um, what do you want to see what out of it? Can this show do to disappoint you? The answer to both things, in my opinion, is Hayden Christensen. <laughs> I want to see that dude get redeemed in this show, being Vader, and at the same time, that's the one thing I think that could go off the rails and fuck it up. I disagree. Okay. Oh, well, go on. Hayden with that. Christensen as Darth Vader, as a movie, was bad. Hayden Christensen as an actor, not as bad as that movie. And I think they brought him, if they bring him back as an older character, as an older version, Mm -hmm. he'll be just fine. I don't think he's going to ruin anything. He's going to, well, it's essentially going to be him doing the, he's going to be in the suit. And that's it. James Earl Jones is going to be the voice of fucking Vader or a voice match for James Earl Jones that they've been doing. It's going to be a voice match. Yeah, I think. James Earl Jones is fucking 103. Like, he does, he's not going to My be. guess is that James Earl Jones doesn't sound fucking anything like James Earl Jones. Well, he does. Uh, he was but in fucking uh, the newest know. Coming to America. He sounded exactly the same. He didn't and he sound. Did. And he did, um, he did the voiceover for Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. But that was what. He, he did it for Rogue One. He did it for Rogue I One. I think I yeah. saw him on a Scott toilet paper commercial. I got, well, he was great. Motherfuckers got to have a Scott doesn't do commercials. They're just like have contracts <laughs> with all the prisons and hospitals and shut like up. public bathrooms. Shut up. Shut okay, up. but that notwithstanding, to get back to Hayden Christensen, I don't yeah. know how this is all going to work out because why bring back Hayden Christensen unless he's going to appear? I honestly think it's because yeah. I feel like they owed it to him. His entire like why? emotion. Do you know how much therapy that guy's been in? You think because of they, how much you think vitriol? a movie studio owes an actor that was in three movies? No, 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 no. I don't think a movie Something. studio does. I think that the team that's putting this together no way. is a bunch of nerds. I the people lo- that work. I, the thing that Disney's done is they get comic book nerds and comic book writers to actually do these movies, which is why they're good now. They get the nerdy people to do shit for Star Wars that are Star Wars nerds. These some of these people are older millennials. And they grew up with, or younger millennials, sorry than me, but so they're still like in their 30s, grew up with that trilogy and enjoyed it and hate that it got so much fucking So do you think they're going to pay penance and just rewrite their entire work? Well, they're like, why can't we get Hayden Christensen to do it? 
No, Let's okay. put him in it. It'll be good for him. It'll be good for the franchise to redeem him. I think if it fits him. the story, it may work. But I defer to Bobby for the well, Obi-Wan. I don't know how it fits the story, first of all, unless you're doing flashbacks. If there's some flashback action between Obi-Wan and Anakin during those days when he was pining over... <laughs> I hate sand. I, oh They'll God, probably deep so fake him, if anything. It's so bad. But They'll probably deep no, he's, fake him. He's in the show. Like he's he credited. is, but I believe he's that he's also... Show. I don't think he's going to be in it a shitload. So is there a moment where he's just in like heavy makeup and they pull the fucking helmet off and maybe from what I understand, a lot of the crux of this show is, is Obi-Wan Kenobi is probably the most important Jedi left after they killed the rest of them. So they're probably cutting to them all hunting him as hard as they can. They're looking for him. That's mainly the crux of this show. And he's trying his hardest to hide. So Darth Vader is going to be looking for the twins and... Obi-Wan yeah. is protecting Luke. Yeah, Obi-Wan knows where they all, both and, of them are. Okay. He's the only and person. So they're coming to Tatooine trying to root out Obi-Wan and Luke, right? He wants Obi-Wan so he can get the twins, so he but can turn them into his little minions. Also, this is a blank slate. Obi-Wan can leave Tatooine for a... I mean, he goes from being handsome... By the way, how fucking handsome is you? Oh, you and McGregor? Stop it. That man slides my Kinsey and scale a little Mary bit. Mary Elizabeth yeah, Winstead is he a smoke He moves her over tin Mary window. Mary Elizabeth <laughs> Winstead is a smoke <laughs> show, but she's the one who lucked out in that marriage. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, you mean you and McGregor? Like, oh, my God, Obi-Wan Kenobi got to fucking marry Ramona Flowers? It's like, no, no, no. no. Ramona Flowers got no. to marry Obi-Wan no, she Kenobi. Won. She won. Yeah. She's cute. She has cartoon eyes and she's, she's all those things. But, she's great. Mm, she won that. She won that battle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Obi-Wan he got to is, drive uh, across the world on a motorcycle and make money off of it. I think Louis C.K. actually had a really famous bit about the first time he got to meet you and McGregor, and how it made. He's like, I. He was just like, Oh, how are you? And he was like, I want you to fuck me. <laughs> like literally, I want you to have sex with my body. Uh, he does, and it's when he wants to be intense, he's intense and it's sexy. He's and then a when he great wants actor. to be nice, and when you and McGregor say, smiles, he is, he's you smile. Okay. When I see him smile in a movie, I smile. He's immediately. a great actor. He has been since Train Spotting. He's never laid an egg. Mm. He never has. He's been in bad movies. Okay, okay. He's never been bad in bad movies. I was going to no. say The Island and fucking A and Life Less Ordinary. Great. He was great in both of those. I he was don't great hate in A Life Less Ordinary. I don't hate it. It's all right. I think Holly Hunter is amazing. And Ho- Holly Hunter and Delroy Lindo are the best part of that movie. They are the best part of the movie, yeah. no doubt. I think he's great in that Have movie. Have we digressed? Yeah. A yeah, little bit. A little bit. So, okay. speaking... Of handsome actors that move <laughs> Bobby's Kinsey and scale. Let's go from one fast, day fast, Bobby. Because we're going to talk about no, we're this fine. later. Um, we're going to talk about this a lot next week, but we yeah. have to touch on the fact that this week is at long last after two plus years. This no, is after twenty five years, this is Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, but I think we got our first teaser trailer two years ago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. But this sequel is twenty five years in the ma- thirty years in yes. the making. Thirty five years 36. in the making. Have you seen the to most recent trailer for Top Gun? I have indeed, sir. So you know that Miles Teller is playing Goose's He's kid. Goose's kid. And that moment where he goes, "My father trusted you. I won't make the same mistake." My heart shattered into a thousand pieces in let's the middle just, of a trailer. <laughs> let's let's just because we're gonna go down the rabbit hole on this once you and Knuckles sees it. Yes, and that's why go I wanted to bring so this up just, this week. We got this. 
Um, that's why I brought I'm this up. I'm trying to be the vo- I'm the voice of reason. We're fucked in this case. No, no, we're fine. Um, the reason I brought this up is, one, this week that film premiered at the Cannes Film Festival to much acclaim. There was a... Was it mostly to, Scientologists in the crowd, though? Did they plant Well, it was people? a bunch of French film watchers oh, yeah, they don't, Hollywood they're not people. They're not so there was, there was a handful of fucking Scientologists yeah. in that crowd. No doubt about Guarding. it. Guarding. Um, Jenna Elfman and fucking... <laughs> at the culmination of this movie, there was a five to six minute standing ovation. People lost their shit. They did something they don't oft do, which they gave Tom Cruise an actual palm d'or. What? Which... If you know what that is... That's the highest you get for con. That's like the thing that wins con, right? It's the highest you get on this planet for being for f- a filmmaker is the Palme d'Or. Like, better best picture, than best Oscar director. I'm going gonna, gonna, to... Bobby, I love you. The Palme d'Or is amazing. But it's not. For for like hardcore... It's amazing. If you have several there's Criterion Collection movies, yes, ask, it's the best There's been possible. a lot of films that have won at con that shit the bet at the Oscars. Of course. Yeah. I'm telling you, talk to people in the industry people, that fucking directors, understand. Yeah. Though they want that fucking crowd yeah, to acknowledge it's, it's and the accept insider. them. It's the insider yeah. best it's directors. It's a huge mix of people. I'm cu- I want it's to see it. You know what I'm going to say. Now, I'm going to cry. That being said, there's a caveat. It's a it's an honorary Palm d'Or. That's a director's... Tom Cruise didn't They give it to a movie. movie. Yeah. They gave him this more as an honorary like, oh, lifetime achievement. Oh, lifetime achievement. Oh, not it just for Top Gun. It is basically a lifetime achievement. wasn't just for his performance. I thought you were, they were giving it to him just for his no, performance no, 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 in this no, no, movie. No, no. Which no, he no, deserves no. from a filmmaking standpoint. Oh, yeah. In my opinion. I mean, I think he's going to ultimately win something. I mean, he's won his Oscar, but like, 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 like I think... As a producer and all, not as everything, but not as an actor. So I think at some point the Oscars are going to hand him an honorary. I mean, he's. I've said it before. I'll say it one more time. He's the biggest movie star we've seen in our lifetimes. Pretty much, when it comes to international recognition and things, it's not. He can't go anywhere. Relatively close. Do you think is he as big as the Rock is today? No. Do you think the Academy will give him a Best Actor ever? No, mm. no, never. Okay. It depends. Well, yeah. If he do didn't get it for Magnolia, be, do you he's think not getting it. It'll be one. best writer. Best. No. Do you think they'll give uh, him an adjunct? He could get a producer Oscar? one if he produces a movie that because the producers win get the best picture Oscar. Right. Yeah. So this is what I'm kind of alluding to because they're never going to give him the best actor. They refuse. And I'm not saying that's good or bad or indifferent. I'm saying that's not ever well, going to happen. And from what I'm understanding, from what I'm reading, this could actually be that moment as a producer where he could be on stage okay. because they're saying that this movie is not good. It's yeah. fucking great. It's great. Right. And like, last week you had mentioned something that I wanted to expand on. Something. Yeah, yeah. You were like, this movie, they're saying that the, sh- the shooting of the action oh. yeah. of, the, of the stuff is something like we've never seen before. And I was like, yes, that's amazing because they need to do that. Because that's exactly what fucking Tony Scott did with the first movie. Yes, he did. No one had ever... Tony Scott was chosen as a director because he had made fucking videos, recruitment videos for the Air Force, and he knew how to shoot planes. He knew how to shoot planes going around. When Top Gun came out, nobody had ever seen fucking planes shot like that and action like that with fighter jets. They thought it was impossible. You know, and nowadays they even do that shit with CGI. Not when Tom Cruise is fucking helping write the checks because he insists not only are we going to use real planes and sure, if one breaks, I'll buy it. Fuck you. He's also going to fly that shit for real. 
in this yeah. movie. He's flying some of these it's jets crazy. for real. Well, he's not flying them for real. He's in the plane, though. Yeah, he's in the plane. He's in the plane. He's not flying shit. Come no, on. He's not flying the planes. Dude. No. Wasn't he the first... No, he's, and I, isn't I he the written, first hot pilot that John Travolta fucked? I just... <laughs> In their Scientology fucking orgies? <laughs> Touche, sir. <laughs> All right, that was worth that whole <laughs> See how I No, he's, see how um, he's, he was in the plane. All these guys were, they wanted shots of them actually in the plane. But, you know, they're like using two-seaters and they're yeah. just oh, okay. getting these aerial shots. But from what I understand, people are saying that the aerial photography in this movie, like literally takes your breath away. You're like freaked out, like it's so fucking intense. God, that's how I felt the first so time I saw crazy. the first movie. Of course, we like all, I was and Aaron yeah, and I, I was were like, there, man. You I mean? We were watching that shit, dude. In the I went, when we were kids. Yeah. I was, I, had, I saw I, it on VHS and it still blew me. Away. I cried when I was in the theater because it was just, I wasn't emotionally invested. It was so stimulating to me as a kid to see that. I just bought in. I was like. Uh, it it made my heart stop. <laughs> yeah. As a child. I was fucking 11, 12 years old when yeah. I saw that. It was important. I saw it with my mom. Yes. Yeah, I didn't and see I was it until just I was like, like five. I was just like, so and I like saw it when like, they took off and when they were doing rolls, oh I was like, Ugh! I was like, yeah. I invested The crazy thing physically. is there's adults in that theater who are more subdued because they've learned to like put their emotions away because it's the 80s. They're numbing it with cocaine. People, adults were feeling that way too. Yeah, but I, I'm going to see, this is why I say it's important. You talked about everything all the time, all at once. See it in a theater if you can. See oh, yeah. Maverick in a theater if you can. And I know not all of you can. We have lives. There's actually shit. some criticism going around the internet right now towards Tom Cruise. Shocking. Because he's the, such a standing. He I is. Love it. 100% reason that the only way you're going to see this movie for weeks is well, in good. the fucking thing. And, they, and you know what? He they was have like, the choice no to do No fucking it. way are we putting this out They on have streaming. the choice to do it. Of course. And so I'm going to go see it in a theater. Oh, my God. We're going opening night, man. That's and do you have any idea night. how much? Okay. Do you know what studio puts out Top Gun? I know this because I went to the themed studio oh. park and they have Top Gun the roller coaster in yeah, San yeah. Jose. It's Paramount. Paramount. Paramount has a semi-fledgling, like, it, of all the streaming services, oh, it's the one that they could have I know most people don't really have unless they're into Yellowstone. Right. They could have fucking, Tom Cruise could have made a shitload of money. They could have made millions and millions off of releasing to it on there to, to get the subs, it. to stream it. 100%. And they are so adamant that you maybe need to. They should and there hire, are movies that you need maybe, to watch in the fucking theater, people. Maybe stop. they should hire Animus Marketing. Yeah, right. Guys, as, fuck you. As we divulge, I crush into, it, but uh, still. As we divulge in, and descend into, into madness, debauchery, and, and madness, I have an idea. Yeah. Um, we always end this podcast with a pearl of wisdom, but I think this week we're going to close on media because our good friend, Mr. Antonio Branderas, has a really fucking amazing song. Yeah, you got a good one. I think we should close the show with the song. Let's do it, y'all. And uh, but I, we need you to tell us all about it first. All right, sir. all right, bring it. All right, all right, all right, all right. Buckle up. All right, this is for <laughs> what's your name? What's your name, Kylene? <laughs> yeah, you're Kylene gonna hates this you're, shit. you're gonna love <laughs> this. Um, there's a producer named Danger Mouse. If you've never heard of him, he's worked with a lot of people. He's put out his own shit. He worked with 
um, one of the luminaries of hip hop of all time, MF Doom. Even though Doom fans say that's his worst album, you can suck my dick, you don't know what you're saying. There is a gentleman named Black Thought who is in a group. He's on The Tonight um, Show, isn't he? Who is in a group? <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> called The Roots. The He's Roots. Jimmy bitch, right? Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Is in a group called The Roots. Their bass player just passed away, which is really sad. Yeah. Um, they're one of the better hip-hop groups. They're one of the first groups um, that ever did live hip-hop performances. Yes. That's where you, you've seen Questlove on all these shows. That's where he comes from is The Roots. Black Thought is their MC. I will stand firmly and say this guy will be underrated for his entire career. When everybody talks about the top 10 of hip-hop, they're always going to mention Tupac and Drake and Biggie. And, and, and those guys are great. They're fantastic. Black Thought. Those guys can eat Black Thought's leftovers. Yep. All the guys I just said, they are nowhere in the zip code of what Black Thought is as an MC. And this Danger Mouse shit with him reflects how fucking dope Black Thought is and how we're getting... It feels like the cycle's coming back, y'all. We're getting back to early Wu-Tang. We're getting back to the late 90s. It feels good. This shit is fire. I love that when you said it. that last week. You were like, <clears throat> the older guys are taking it back. Let's go. I'm so happy about it. Hey, guys. Before we play this song, we're going to close out on this. Welcome back one week to Mr. Sean Moriarty. That's my guy right there. That's my guy right there. We love you so much, dude. I love having you in the room. I forgot what chaos it is. It is chaos. Yeah, Aaron Aaron was sitting there trying to talk about Black Thought. I'm like, you mean the guy from the fucking Jimmy Fallon? And he's just like, oh, this is the part I fucking hated about this. Sometimes there's chatty Kathy. Sometimes there's fatty chatty. Wow. I am more people these days. That was That's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, although but sometimes I do so think un- you so necessary. But that's okay because I can I can I can always lose weight, but Aaron will I, always be short. I love you both. <laughs> I love you both. There's surgeries for that. There are. I heard you can I Pat Williams told me in his new special. You saw that? you can extend six that inches overnight. Dope. I was like, what? Everybody, we love you. Old whiskey real style. We love you. Thank you, Colleen. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, John Brown, for calling in. Oh. Do it again next week. Do it every it week. It makes us better. We will keep bringing you hot ash fire shit. It's like really nice. Bringing you. It's really nice to remember why we actually do this, which is not just to sit here and have fun with our friends and have some whiskey. That's mostly the point. That's mostly. But also, we love the fact that you guys are out there listening every fucking week. You never miss an episode. You guys are so loyal. You're so beautiful. You catch us on the streets. You tell us how much you fucking appreciate it. We're we've got this new burgeoning thing. I've got us up to a couple hundred. Um, viewers on uh, uh, Instagram now. Yep. I, I just, By the way, you need we're to going, convert that account to a business account. Oh my God. I'm not shut up. I'm going to. Um, I just realized that. that <laughs> I'm about to do that. Um, but anyways. Are we giving shout outs? Um, shout out to shout Katie, to- Sean's wife. Please let him record with us more. It's not. Shout she has to, nothing to shout do with it. You let, me, you let me do what she I'm doing. Shout out to Bobby's hairdresser. You're killing it. Mm-hmm. Sick fade. 
Yep. Shout out to Rex. I love you so much. Don't kill me in my sleep. You threaten me weekly. And as always, shout out to Big Ray Ray and Skeeter and all them. Danger Mouse. Black Thought. I love you, Dookie. No go to Do it. I love you, Boo Boo. Do it. My first <laughs> This shit is old, old woo. Watch how Black Thought just... Mm. I don't know why these headphone levels are so low. Wind up my face, held at my heels at the it's end. I'm wearing this face, only thinking I chill with children. Oh. Don't ever try to stagnate the magnate. With this money on the line, never make the bag weight. I just add weight to the bag Back until the, the bag break. break. That holy swag make the cash get the gas face. In the first place, I got the no yes. motherfucker business coming in last place. My birthplace taught me not to.